You're listening to Kapow, the pop culture podcast. Comics, television, movies, and more. If it impacts fan culture, we have something to say about it. And now, your hosts, Coach Mayer, Jordan, Cliff, and Seth. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Kapow, the pop culture podcast. We are just four little country kids out there misbehaving. And my name is Jordan Lou. Uh, I'm Cliff Barnes. I'm Seth. I got caught shaving. <laughs> Look who's outside waving. It's my brother, Jared Lowe. Hello. I was running around the house with a pickle in my mouth, but now I'm outside waving. <laughs> Good to be here. What's up? Three episodes sticking, in a row. Sticking around with Coach Mayer to talk some streaming, some TV, some stuff. We, I said, we took a little break for the holidays. So we got time to we got to catch up on stuff. I hope everybody out there got a nice relaxing holiday season, Christmas, New Year's. But we're back to the pop culture grind. No anecdotes out there. Nothing you had to. Nothing you've been waiting to get off your chest for a couple weeks. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't think so. It's been so long. Like we just kind of skimmed right over Christmas into New Year's, and like we took that little break, and then I, I was just like, "There's so much to talk about." I hadn't even thought about anything else. Who? Cool. Get to it. <laughs> we live lives of intrigue. <laughs> we're still kicking. If we're not watching TV, like you know, we're not living. So there's nothing else to talk about. That, that's yeah. all. That's all we talk about. We live for the TV. All right. Wait, well, let's just start. Uh, it might have been our favorite show. When did it come out? 2019, 2020? The Righteous Gemstones. Comedy on HBO from Danny McBride and his crew. Came out and bowled us over. We loved the first season, so we've been looking forward to season two for a long time. And it's back. <laughs> Whatever this bullshit is, I don't got time for it, okay? Our daddy killed that reporter. You got a sick mind, Jesse. That's exactly what I've been saying to him. It's obvious. Stop talking shit on daddy. You don't know daddy as well as you think you do. Judy, you need a ride? Yeah, I'll take one. Then get one. I can't shoot worth a shit. I'll shoot you. Go to your room right now. This damn family has everything in the world, but you can't just all get along. Everybody in the church knows that your husband is a joke. You rollerblade? It's an exercise I do to keep swole. What is that? It's daddy's phone. Last night reminded me of old times. I set him up, you knock him down. Knock him down means kill. Kill means murder. And murder causes death. Yep. <laughs> yep. Okay, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> no, it uh we ended on a on a upward swing with them and then it just kind of starts right back into it we they're they're back from from haiti or you know wherever they they were at the end and uh back to being gemstones and and doing their uh their church things yeah i saw somebody point out i hadn't even thought of this for a show about for show mocking religion or church or that that type of like it never really makes fun of 
the parishioners or the people in the church mm. or the believers, the target of this show is all the people at the top. <laughs> you know, it's, it's mocking the people who exploit the believers and who, you know, none of them are quite, I don't know, bad guys or evil or they're not, they all seem to believe in something. At least they give lip service to the Bible and they always pray and, oh, Jesus is going to help us. But then, like, it's always kind of quickly put to the side for whatever the scheme is. So, yeah, I I, I really love these characters. They're very complex. They're not people you want to root for or like, but they're all their they're interactions like that. I don't know. They're just so good as a as a unit. And they're so interesting. They're the playoff feature. I love it. It's a good show. I can't think of a. Well, we get, you know, we get that, you talk about flashback to us, we get a flashback of, uh, of Eli starting out and, uh, you know, he comes from oh, Tennessee yeah, yeah. and he's a very poor and he gets, apparently he, he was a wrestler working the, the circuit, kid. the maniac the kid, maniac kid. the maniac kid, cocaine bear. So yeah. So we get it's a lot of cocaine, get a little flashback of him, you know, doing his wrestling thing and then. You know, wrestling can be, especially back in the day, was a pretty shady, you know, could be a pretty shady business with some shady characters. So it was, I thought it was kind of neat how they wrapped, kind of wrapped the two together. Um, he's, you yeah. know, they go off to him and some little guy, the promoter's son, go off to to get, uh, to do some collection on uh, on a guy and his family and, and put their mask on and break into his house and I think he breaks his thumbs, doesn't he? Snaps them. The move. So. But I, yeah, I rewatched the first season because it had been so long and John Goodman is not really the focus of that first season. He's in a lot of it, but he, like, I'm glad we're going to get more of him because there's especially a scene, it just made me realize there's a scene early on they're recording is in the first season. They're recording like a video for the church. And in the span of about 20 seconds, John Goodman goes through three completely different emotions of like, welcome brothers and sisters to the Sunday service. We hope you have a blessed day. And and, uh, Danny McBride's phone is going off and he snaps and screams at him. He's like, you're going to answer that. And then as he gets up and walks away, Goodman's face just drops and he's just like staring ahead. Like he is just, his whole life is a has been a mess. <laughs> like so, it's like John Goodman is such a great actor. It's it's almost in a, in a in a very all star cast of hilarious people. Yeah, John Goodman is just something else. He's on a whole other level. That one little scene of like, oh, I almost forget John Goodman is amazing, and we cannot ever forget that. Yeah, in a in a series with the rest of the family are all ridiculous characters. And so over the top, and then you know he comes in and really kind of balances that out at times. So, and kind of puts them. And then in we place. add, we add Eric Roberts, has a great. Uh, he's slimy. He's he's got to be slimy, but we don't quite know how <laughs> or yeah. what his plan is. And yeah. we we add Eric Andre as another. Uh, yeah, that, he was stranger. good. Yeah. Yeah, so and uh, I know I've seen his wife in something, but I don't know the actress's name. I know I've seen her in some other comedies. And things. Yeah, they they played the Listens. They're from Texas. They're also big time preachers, and and have all uh, have their whole ministry going. And Jesse and his wife want to 
get into business with them is is so far that you know first two up well we got two episodes or three now i think just three three they they did two the first night they did two on the first week and again the all the talk is look what we can do for jesus we can spread his word like all the the surface is how much they can do for the world but it's all about power and and reach and status and you know it's all the stuff bubbling under the surface of it's really for them they're not doing it for the greater good but they they've they've convinced themselves that they're all in it for holier noble reasons but Yeah, so there is a, uh, we find out there's a, a reporter writing, uh, has written a story and uncovered some, some dirt. Uh, I guess the guy, he, the original story he wrote was about somebody that was, are they like under the Gemstones ministry? Was that the yeah, deal? like the Gemstone streaming network. It's like all the people he, that are like affiliates. Yeah. There, you know taking up uh, screen time on the on the channel yeah so they this guy gets exposed him and his wife for being swingers and taking drugs and stuff and then they are basically they tell him you know he's not going to be on the network anymore and they're going to be expelled and then <laughs> and then the reporter comes after that we find out the reporter is coming after the gemstones next uh, and he tell he meets with Eli and tells him that that uh, he's writing a story about Amy Lee, you know, who's deceased, the the dead mother of the of the family. So, so we have to find out what the dirt was that he was writing about with the Amy Lee. <laughs> Did I cover it? That's pretty much it. <laughs> so yeah, I'm just really excited this show's back. I, I've liked all the episodes so far. It, it doesn't seem to be taking a downturn at all for me. Um. You know, it, it just feels very much. I feel like it's it's been a while since since season one, so I had to go back and, and rewatch it too. But man, I tell you, like I, can't, it's a very rewatchable show. Like you, it's very easily binged because it's so entertaining. What happened to Walton Goggins? Baby Billy in the show. Yeah. Um. He, he, he ended up money. with the money. He get he gets the money that the guy stole from the church. And remember, then they mm-hmm. wreck into him with uh, Aunt um, Tiffany. They they and he t bones him, and then uh, she ends up shooting the guy. And then they take the money and take off. So we don't know at this point really where Baby Billy is. Okay. Couldn't remember whether I just thought he wasn't on there. I was like, oh, what happened? I didn't think yeah, he died. I, no. He did get struck that's by lightning. At that's right. Yeah. Because they went to confront him. Yeah. Yeah. To get the money back. To and get the money back. <laughs> that's right. He got struck by lightning. He says, I saw her. I saw Amy Lee. <laughs> so. I expect him back pretty soon. Yeah, the show is only improved by by Uncle Baby Billy's show. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so. All right. So the other big drop on HBO Max, the DC character spinning out of the Suicide Squad. We got Peacemaker from James Gunn. Have you ever heard of a guy named Peacemaker? No. He is a trained killer. We've got trouble with that maniac. Go! 
Hey, what are you waiting for? That thing better not crap back there. Yeah, how straight an eagle, dude. Not without stealing its soul. Hey, Dad. It's been kind of a rough go from lately, Dad. You don't say. Somebody shot me. A building fell on me. You let somebody shoot you? It's not like I invited him to come shoot me, Dad. Pathetic. I thought you were in prison for life. I work for the government. Post office? You think they'd let me out of prison and deliver mail? I don't know. It's the first government job I could think of. I kill people for them, okay? This task force doesn't officially exist, which leaves us on our own. We call our targets butterflies. They are a serious threat to the safety of American citizens. There's something weird going on. You think me and Vigilante are too stupid to notice. Hey, everyone! Which one's me and which one's Eagley? Okay, you're half right, but you score 50% of the test at school. What do you get? A D. School is my bag. It's for dorks. John Cena as the DC vigilante, yeah, anti-hero, maybe a villain himself. We don't know, but yeah, kind of a one of the things people really liked about this the the recent Suicide Squad movie. They liked that character. Uh, I th- I feel like this show was in production before that movie ever came out. And we learned wh- whether fans liked him or not. It was already going to go. So they'd already made I think that. They decision. knew they knew they had something there. Yeah, I think this series is, is it. Did I read on the f- at least first episode? It was produced and written by James Gunn. All f- they they dropped three episodes is all we we've had so far, and all three of them were written and directed by James. Okay, Gunn. so very yeah. hands on with it. Yeah, so this picks up from Suicide Squad. He he's in the hospital when it starts and. It kind of goes from there. I want to talk about that intro. <laughs> it sets a tone. <laughs> it really it does. It lets you know right off the bat what kind of show you're getting. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very uh, James Gunn choreographed uh, a, a new dance routine for all the for the entire cast. Uh, as you know, it, I saw somebody mention like, "Oh, I don't want to skip the intro anymore." At least on this show. I want to watch them dance every time. So I watched them dance the first two times. That was enough. It was good, but I, I don't need to see it every time. Well, but cracks not me, watch them three in a row. It cracks me up every time when Ju- at the very end, when judo master comes out there, cause he's so tiny. I don't know why it's, that's funny to me, but this terrible green costume man. and little tiny guy. <laughs> he's in that go. He's in that go home green or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> go away green. <laughs> and I hope everybody's sticking around. There've been a post credits thing in all three. Yes. Each one. It's not anything special, but there's a little, like little either it scene. looks like a little deleted scene or some little funny bit. So each one has had a post credit tag yeah. at the end. Yeah. So we get John Cena back as peacemaker. We get, um, uh, some side characters. We get a vigilante, a DC character. His name is actually called vigilante. Um, and he, he, I think he was in a, he was on that character was featured in one of the CW shows there for, maybe it was Arrow that had Vigilante, a version it of Vigilante. I don't remember him. So I, that, yeah, Arrow's yeah. the one I don't watch. So. I'm pretty sure. Um, but the costume's pretty, pretty on point. Um, the guy's super funny, kind of this odd, they've portrayed him as this oddball, like dorky guy. Um, and then we get the support team, uh, new character. I can't think of her name, but she, uh, Amanda Waller's daughter. And then the, the guy from Su- the two characters from suicide squad. And then we get a new mercenary guy 
that they've basically said, told Peacemaker, either go back to jail or you're going to work for us. So kind of continuing that storyline. But, and we get Eagly. Eagly, guys. What did you think about Eagly? I... Like a lot of this show, it's like it's almost too much. <laughs> There's some weird mixture of like, yeah, I'm really enjoying this, but it's also all way too much. Like, I don't know if it needs to dial back or go further. I don't know. It's all in a very weird wavelength. It reminds maybe. It reminds me a little bit of the Kick-Ass movies, mm. and the ultra violence, and kind of like really super duper over the top ridiculous characters um that's just what that was the vibe i got off of it so in the least the first three episodes yeah that i feel like that's my main criticism is i liked it i thought it was very Mm -hmm. good i like i like james gunn's style i you know i enjoy the character but like peacemaker is such a big character He's so dumb and loud and brash and like he's enough. He's enough to, to, to make it so off kilter. But then you add vigilante mm-hmm. and he's equipping and he's crazy and wacky and judo masters eating Frito or Cheetos or whatever. And it's like every character can't be crazy or it's, it's too much. So like it, it makes Peacemaker less special. Like he needs some straight men mm. to bounce off of a little bit. So I, I don't know. I haven't quite said the, the vibe of it or the wavelength of it hasn't quite uh, gelled with me yet that I feel like there's, there's almost too much craziness going on. I need it. I need a, uh, something to focus on for, for how crazy John we, we need is. an Eli gemstone in there is what we need. Sure. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, even the black hood can't, can't, uh, ground. Yeah. Things. Yeah. Return of the black hood. <laughs> <laughs> His terrible mustache. <sighs> but yeah, I'm digging it. Uh, I'm gonna watch it. We get a lot of hair metal. You know, James Gunn's known for his, you know, crazy. You know, like it's the '70s. You know, AM Gold's not gonna fit this show that James Gunn usually uses. So, you know, moving up to the '80s, kind of hair metal works pretty well. But yeah, I, I thought it's very confident. It's very like it's going for it. Like I said, the violence is is is, you know, it's not shying away from that kind of stuff or the you know, the raunchiness of it, the language, like it's not pulling any punches. And I respect that. So I don't know. It's just, it's, I, I don't know if it's too, like there, there are scenes even like, Oh, this is really funny. And then it just keeps going and mm-hmm. they keep doing the same. And it's like, I, I feel like not having the parameters, <laughs> there's almost too much going on. And there's like, look how much we can get away with. And I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's only three episodes. I saw I, maybe if I, settle into the show a little more, I'll like it more, but I don't know, I'm still a little up in the air with it for now. As far as comparing first three episodes, it's I have no criticisms about this in comparison to Boba Fett. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, this is way more entertaining. Now, if Boba Fett had been in the tidy whiteies instead of the long yeah. underwear. Yeah, this, uh, this is way more entertaining to me. Uh, I John Cena is just like, perfect as this character like it's so he's so cartoonishly yeah. built mm-hmm. you know and then so yeah it's it's great i really like it. 
I love the little, I wish, the, and I hope they do more of these, but the little jokes about, like, when she has a little snack bag, and, she's, and she offers it to him, you know, when they're staking out the house, and he picks through it, and then starts putting stuff back in there, and he's like, oh, these are, you know, worthless calories. Empty calories. Yeah. yeah. So I like yeah, those, those little jokes. But yeah, it's good. It's good. We got confirmation that Batmite exists. Yep. I had no doubt. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and little Easter egg. The police car is set in Charlton County. That's the Charlton County Police Department, which Charlton Comics is where Peacemaker originated before DC bought them out. So he is a Charlton character. So that's a little reference there for you, comic fan. Huh. It's the butterflies something from the comics? I Nothing I could place. Same mm. with uh, Robert Patrick's character. I'm sure that's a reference to something, but it was... Yeah, yeah. I was going to ask who the heck's he yeah. supposed to be. Right? Yeah, I didn't... They said they said the name of who White he was. Dragon. White, White Dragon. White Dragon. Yeah. I was like, that's a little on the nose. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. But it makes it interesting. I mean, it does make it interesting, even though... You he's know, good in it. Yeah. Like, he's really good in it. Yeah. But yeah, totally... His weird. hair. His hair is <laughs> the best thing in the show. When when he went into that like secret room, I was like, "What is happening?" Because that I, I totally did not expect that. Like he was some kind of genius guy making all this tech and 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 helmets and stuff. And I was just like, "Okay, like this is taking a turn with this guy." I'm not sure how many episodes it is. I didn't I didn't get a list for how how much we have to look forward to. I know they've been amping it up for a while. I don't know, but this seems to be the new, like they everybody's trying to find their footing on release schedules. But this seems to be the new thing is chunks of episodes where they were doing everything at once, and then they and I mean, and yet still everybody's doing their own thing, even on you know different things on one channel. But they were doing everything at once. Then they went back to one a week, and then they were doing some some shows are doing three the first week and then one a week. And, and then lately I've noticed a lot of shows are doing three each week out once three, you know, chunks. And, yeah. and that's kind of nice to be able to watch a few episodes at once and, and, you know, then wait a week. So, yeah, I, I you're never gonna make everyone happy, but I like, I was kind of annoyed. I'm like, I don't want to sit here and watch three episodes, but I knew we were recording the night. It's like, oh, I got to watch all these on Thursday night. So it's like, yeah. so yeah, I, it was a little much for me that first night. I do. I definitely like the not all, not, I don't like a whole season at once anymore unless it's, it has to, it has to be a certain kind of show. Like, I don't know if it's like a, a, a reality type like a documentary type thing or something i don't mind give me the whole season i'll watch it at my own pace but but when it's a show you know i like to there to be a little water cooler talk like we're doing you know and you you know you don't have to worry about when did somebody what have how far is somebody in the season you know I'll throw in uh, a few other DC things real quick before we get to anything more interesting. Uh, CW's lineup came back. Uh, new season of Batwoman. Uh, the, the second half of Legends of Tomorrow. 
season two of Superman and Lois came back. And I again, I feel like that's probably the cream of the crop. Um, just the it's the the conflict and drama on that show are so much more interesting than a lot of the other stuff. Uh, it starts with it kind of picks up what Superman did at the end of last season, and the Department of Defense is like, "Hey, you could have clued us in, like you ha- you saved, you know, some foreign mm-hmm. nation or whatever." He's like, you, you need to put American interests first. And Superman's like, I can't do that. I saved the entire world. I can't check in with you. He's like, well, then you know, we, we're going to have to rethink our <laughs> our whole relationship. So it's like Superman dealing with, can he deal with politics? You know, He saved a, it was a North Korean sub. He rescued a, a sinking submarine, but it was full of, you know, yeah. people who are hostile to America. So it's like, well, I'm gonna save lives. So you do with you do with whatever you got to do, but I'm gonna save lives. And then it has a uh, steel. John Henry Irons' daughter came back from a a, rea- a doomed reality where she should have died, and so she's trying to adjust to this new world. And in her world, Lois was her mom, and in this world, she's a straight. You know, Lois has never set eyes on her before. So there's that weird, strange. You know, should I have more? <laughs> A, a more f- familial bond with you because you know in this other reality I was your mother, and it brings up all this stuff from Lois's past. Yeah, you know, just so where a lot of these CW shows the drama is so surface level and week to week it's just mm-hmm. oh I'm mad at you and you're mad at me. But this show seems to have some actual depth behind it, and it also premiered uh, Naomi, the first season. This was the the newer character created by Brian Michael Bendis just a few years ago, and it was executive produced. And the first episode was co-written by Ava DuVernay, who was a you know, very acclaimed filmmaker. You know, I think saw this chance to put a stamp on a young female minority character and 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 you know get her voice heard. So this one is set. I hadn't I'd never really read the comics. I didn't know much about it, but it's set in a world where superheroes are fictional. So she is like a Superman fan, but she only knows them from the comics and the movies. So it's, it's a, it's different from the other CW shows. Uh, so far I've only got one episode, so I haven't quite figured out what's going on or whether I like it a lot, but uh, the, the pilot was interesting enough that I'll, I'll keep watching and see where it goes, but very, very recent character without a whole lot of comic book history already on the TV screen is a little, uh, uh, a little unusual to have someone with uh, someone that new <laughs> to yeah. already have a uh, media presence, but hey, we'll see where it goes. Hmm. Did I see they were doing the uh, DC was doing on the Batwoman show like their first black Joker? I bailed on Batwoman about half okay. a season ago. I so saw I, a still I'm shot and something something to that. A, a reference and like he had like a white type jacket on and it was a very different look so I, I didn't I didn't know what was going on with that the internet's gonna love that yeah have you been watching Jared mostly Cobra Kai mostly <laughs> alright I can get behind that <laughs> everyone should be man can't stand he can't fight a man can't breathe he can't fight. A man can't see. He can't fight. Extreme situations require extreme measures. 
it's a U- the show U- is really blown up from the YouTube Red days, yeah. where it was really cult. Now yeah. this is like this is the number one show on Netflix. Everyone mm-hmm. on my Facebook feed is talking about it. People love the Cobra Kai. I'm so happy it found that audience. So happy it went to Netflix, so more people could watch it. So this was season four. And I was trying to remember, because it's been a while since I'd watched season three, how where we were picking up at, but it's the uh, combined forces of uh, Eagle Fang and uh, Miyagi-Do versus Cobra Kai with uh, the return of Terry Silver from, from the old movies. So, And I feel like... When this show was first announced, like I remember joking, "Oh, I can't <laughs> wait till we get to Terry Silver." Karate's bad boy Mike Barton shows up, like yeah. joking that how ridiculous to mine the depths of these later movies. But like here, here we are. That's the world we're in right now. <laughs> we Terry made Silver is we back. made it, <laughs> and it's amazing. <laughs> and he looks tail, like exactly what you want him to be. Like he's <laughs> he could have easily been some frump. <laughs> and and no, he is exactly perfection. I'm ball guy in long underwear. So what what are we digging about this? Are are we still hating on the kids arc and just wanting to see more Johnny and and Larusso and more adult yeah, stuff? John, or what? Yeah, Johnny is why I tune in. Anytime Johnny yeah. is on the screen, I'm a hundred percent on board. The rest is fine. <laughs> Yeah. I'll take it just to get more Johnny. <laughs> yeah, I, I sometimes I can't pinpoint what it is I like about it. Like I like the show, but it's like some of the pieces don't make sense to me. Like don't add up, and that. But then it, the completed product is so good. <laughs> like I, I, not to keep <laughs> bringing up Boba Fett, but the, uh, the. I will say that some of the action feels like that chase in episode three. Like some of the karate is just so slow. Yeah, I noticed that too. This this last season, especially, I was just like, "Ooh, it's just like you're." They're just doing the moves, and it's like, mm-hmm. it's like, is that what karate's like? Is every is it just really slow paced? And Harry Silver is like seventy four years old. Or the kids are doing slow. that. No, but yeah, the kids, the kids, the, kid, the kids are doing that. It's just like you guys are just like this slow, calculated thing. It's like, come on, I want some freaking fast. I want these kids to be, you know, like Johnny on the line, like just like quivering, get ready to run forward. Like, I mean, when you watch the tournament in the original movie, everybody is like going fast and hard, and these. That they're not doing that in this. They're you know they do some brutal moves, but it's a, at a very like slow pace. But yeah. then then they do ridiculous things like leaping across the building, practically flying. It's just like I do like that. That is ri- how ridiculous that is <laughs> compared to some of the other stuff they do. That is very like a child's karate school <laughs> that is not that they're doing like some not very impressive things. Uh, like it's yeah. You can go know. from not knowing anything about karate to, 
one one montage later and you're suddenly an expert. So oh, the montage yeah, like yeah, this season particularly, they were like they would pick up kids like a week before the tournament and they would like make it to the semifinal. It's like think yeah. that girl had about a week of karate. Right. Yeah. And yeah. uh she's really good now. She so she went from that. the debate stage to now we're all going, <laughs> Man, I can't wait to see her next year. She's gonna be she's really yeah. gonna kick butt. Which she did basically say that. She's like, Yeah, I, I lost, but I just you just taught me this last week. <laughs> I'll be I'll I'll win next year. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I love the constant yeah, they'll, 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 you know, occasionally make the reference of like, boy, this valley's obsessed with karate. Or like the yeah. mom says, you need to find a mentor, someone who has nothing to do with karate. Like, <laughs> like you can't solve everything with karate. Like that, that, yeah, you know, they know how ridiculous it is and they, they lampshade it a little bit, but I, I can't get enough of that. And yeah, then also the way Terry Silver was like, I was doing a lot of cocaine. <laughs> He's like, we were torturing teenagers, man. That was weird. Like he had to say, like that was a little weird what we were doing. And then it would show the clips of him, like, yeah, yeah woo, make that kid bleed. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that was that was weird, man. Yeah. <laughs> it was great. Yeah, the only criticism I really have from this season is I don't like them trying to to redeem John Kreese. That that, yeah, that felt like the only kind of misstep for me because it, I, I mean, I, I, what I appreciate about the show is that like it, it likes to work in the gray areas of like, you know, I think certainly the early seasons of like, you know, you were rooting for, you know, uh, uh, okay, what's this kid's name? Johnny's neighbor. Oh, yeah, you know. Yeah. Miguel, yeah, and it's like he was the one you root for, but he was Cobra Kai. And then, like you know, okay, well maybe maybe he shouldn't beat that up. Or you know, Hawk's kind of a bully. It's like you know, yeah. I mean, you know, kids are not all good or all bad. So like, it works in those gray areas, and it, and it works for me. But yeah, to me, that was kind of the big misstep for me is that the season it, it like kind of put Terry Silver in there as like, no, we need to do it this way. And like you know, he was a like, kind of the voice of reason. But then why? I didn't understand, yeah, why at the end, I yeah. guess they were trying to say it's because he had a soft spot for Johnny, I guess, but it's like, I don't know, I didn't get that, the whole, of, like, yeah, or were they trying to do a redemption arc for Kreese? It's like, no, I don't, Yeah, I, I'm not here for that. <laughs> but what, you, so, yeah, I definitely, that was a problem for me, but they, but the funny thing is, is they do nostalgia so well in this show that when they bring back characters like that girl that got kicked off the show and then Stingray, I'm just like, how do I have nostalgia for, for these characters that we just briefly <laughs> saw a couple seasons ago? But I'm like, yeah, Stingray. Oh man, simpler times. You just, it's, it's going back to the simpler times of Stingray and your fandom <laughs> of Stingray. Season two. State. Now, but I, I, I did appreciate, I like, you know, because like the season kind of starts, you know, it's like, oh Johnny and uh, Daniel, yeah, they're gonna work together, or whatever. And it's like they just can't, like, because they're adults and they're set in their way. So I, I, I kind of like the the way it was like the kids figured it out on their own. You know, it's yeah. like the adults are never gonna get over this crap because they're adults and they're set in their ways. And it's like, you know, it's like, the, but the kids, they, they can't leave it to the kids. They'll 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 figure it out. Yeah, they'll figure out the their way to do it kind of thing. So I, I you know. With the fact yeah. that they base that, I mean, that's a, so 
such an obvious way to do this. And it's funny that it's like the fourth season that that's really the, the, the story they're telling, but what puts the, what make gives it all context and makes it so, uh, you know, that nostalgia is showing that, you know, Miyagi basically saying that they show that clip whenever they show a clip, it's just like, okay, everybody shut up. We're seeing an old <laughs> clip with a pot. Or something, you know, that we never seen before. You know, yeah, that's, that's, we got new footage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Footage of like, yeah. Me and the boys were saying like, that's not in the movie. What is that a deleted scene? We were like, we yeah. researched the credit kid deleted scene. You buy, you buy, you could go in that lunchroom and buy an entire pie <laughs> and throw it all over each other, <laughs> and the lunch lady won't bat an eye. I, but but just that scene with uh, uh, Miyagi, you know, sa- saying, you know, you you do it do your your karate you know and stuff and it's like oh my gosh that's what this whole season set up was so they could show that flashback and wake daniel up because honestly i mean that's one of my least favorite parts of the show is daniel he's so annoyingly miyagi like i'm mr right all the time and it's just like that's why we like johnny so much is because daniel sucks so bad Yes, and his daughter's in a, but in a let's say a believable way, like right? He, yeah, he's had success. This has worked for him. He thinks he's he thinks Mr. He's nice the best. guy. He thinks he's the best around. Nothing's yeah. ever going to keep him down. So yeah. you know, <laughs> son really just sucks. Yeah. He's the worst. Oh yeah, that kid. Yeah. Screw him. The daughter <laughs> sucks too. I don't, I think the daughter is oh, not a good a, actress yeah, either, and she's I the agree. slowest karate person on earth. So. She so is. I like the bad girl. I like the I like yeah. the girl. Tori. She's good. Tori is a good character. Now that you know, she's like, she looks mad and sad all the time. Like she's been through struggles. I believe her. She's got an actress. Can you can? I'm just gonna put this out here. Do you will you guys get on board with uh when we find out next season that Mike Barnes is Tori's real dad? Oh who like bring it deadbeat dad. That would be I would great. Love it. I would yeah. love it. Yeah. That would be I don't great. That's what's gonna love. happen. I'm so I'm so sad that you know, I don't I, there wasn't enough popping out for my uh cutouts and stuff for me for me. Like you gotta every every new character should come out from behind a cutout of themselves. <laughs> yeah, I love that, like, how oblivious Daniel is, where, like, you know, they they trick the kids to go to the baseball field and turn the sprinklers on, haha, and, and Johnny's like, oh, you start a fight and you got a guy wet and, and you ran yeah. away like a wuss, like, I, Johnny's, like, immediately recognizes <laughs> that. Haven't you He's ever like, seen Gremlins? <laughs> can't do that you ruin a guy's you know you ruin a guy's skeleton costume we worked on You're like you know like yeah so yeah johnny is so more aware of that kind of stuff that daniel's just oblivious because he yeah he's living in his own bubble so, yeah. yeah yeah it's yeah, well it's, done it's a very silly show for kids but it, it has moments like that that you're like yeah the, <laughs> char- the character stuff is good <laughs> and i did think you know like you guys said it's for most of the run of the series, it's like most of the kids' stuff is kind of like, okay, it's like get back to Johnny kind of thing. But I think I felt like maybe they made some strides, at least like like I appreciated like Robbie this season of his like, you know, basically like I don't care about 
he, he like he basically like he didn't care about crease or like he's like i'm just using them to get what i you know what i want mm-hmm. it's like okay i like that maturity of kind of what what he kind of had a different take on what was happening he wasn't just like yeah Cobra Kai, you know and then uh or even like the hawk character you know kind of take him down a peg and he has to kind of yeah. figure out who he is i was like okay they're they're trying to do some some better character work i felt like with some yeah. of the some of the kids this season so yeah well and and he does a total obi-wan to darth vader with that with that little that little kid you know the the russo boys bullying and then because we go from you know you feel really bad for that kid to like now like i can't stand him yeah <laughs> like he's terrible you've you've created like, a monster and i did like the it was almost like to me it was like very topical that Miguel basically pulled like a Simone Biles, you know, like he basically mm. said, like, I don't feel comfortable going out there and I don't like why I'm doing it. And I think the people who are wanting me to do it are not doing it for the right reasons. So he just made the decision not, you know, cause it was, it was building up the course in the, in the, you know, the movie it's, Daniel Russo is going to fight. Daniel Russo is going to fight. We were, you know, I was like, put me in, coach. I can yeah. fix this guy up. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So I, I could like, it was a little bit of a twist of he, you know, he just, made, yeah, he made the decision. It's like, okay, I, I feel this. I get, I get where they're coming from. Yeah, we have evolved from that toxic idea of like, you yes. got to be a man, fight through the pain, to yeah. you know, be smart and don't destroy your body. Yeah. yeah. It was good. It was a good, solid season of Cobra Kai. And we at the, at the very end, we're like, okay, we're just waiting, waiting, waiting. <laughs> Who's gonna be the sneak peek for next season? And we got whatever honk guy. I can't think of it. What's his name? Chosen. Yeah, from from Karate Kid Two. Mm. But you know, hot. We have to mention the hot Jared Low take that it's the superior Karate Kid movie. I'll never forget <laughs> that. But it is really close. It's a great movie. I love that movie. But settle that. Um, I I honestly was expecting, I mean, we're pushing into season five. When are we getting Hillary Swank? Yeah. I feel like she's got to make some kind of appearance. Yeah. Yeah, Terry Silver said something of like, there's other people I can bring it. He said some kind of comment. That made you think I'm sure I can find an old friend to help me out with Kai while you're in jail or everything. But yeah, yeah, I've seen some speculation on on Hillary Swank too, and like how they could bring her in. But we'll see. Oh yeah, yeah. I I really they just introduced the women's division. Yeah, there's the, the girls' yeah. division. So maybe yeah, right. Well, that would her be a, to train the girls. That would be amazing if she like came in and really hammed it up. Like just <laughs> uh, just yeah, she has to come in and embrace it and like. Yeah. She could. I saw a quote. Someone must have asked her about it, and her quote was basically like, "That sounds like it would be fun, you know." But she'd not yeah. like dismiss it. She was just like, "Well, that sounds fun. Like maybe in the future, like kind of thing." So she sounded very open to it. So hey, wait. Said, yeah. Do you want to be on the number one show on Netflix for a couple yeah, episodes? Exactly. Yeah. Why yeah. not? Wait till everybody season. Everybody wants you to do. Yeah. Wait till season six when we're when we get to uh, Jalen Smith. <laughs> no. They probably will do it though. They probably will bring him and Jackie Chan in. Yeah, that would be amazing. I like Jack. Bring Jackie Chan and let him just fucking murder everybody. It'll be a multiverse of Karate Kid. Yeah. So, so, uh, so apparently, one of the kids 
mentions Jackie Chan in like the first season or something like so it's like so Jackie Chan exists as like an actor like well I don't know if they can bring yes yeah, so can do anything you want we're in right. a multiverse the the multiverse is everything is the multiverse now yeah it's, it's, yeah it's exactly what Jordan always wanted <laughs> they're, I mean they're they're running out of people from the three movies it's like there's not mm. that many more people they can bring back yeah, he's the guy that lived in the apartment for uh, Freddy or whatever. He was a terrible <laughs> friend to Daniel for one day. Yeah, got beat up on the beach and just abandoned the poor child. He's come back. That's about it. Him and Mike yeah. Barnes are about the only two characters I can think of. Right hmm. It was a hit. I would have never. I I would have never predicted this to be to go this many seasons. Number one. I mean, I would not have said, oh, yeah, we're going to have five seasons of Cobra Kai after the first season. Um, but just, yeah, like you said, it was just as soon as it came out, everybody, I mean, everybody, I think, binge watched it within a day or two. It was like so excited about Cobra Kai. And, you know, I don't know where it ranks on Netflix's top series, but. I don't know anything else that's been really, you know, in light of Stranger Things and and maybe one or one or two others, but I mean it's got to be pretty high at this point. So, and that that's still what flabbergasted me after all these years that it even exists. That like, I know this; these are not obscure movies; these are beloved classic movies from my childhood. But like, Jared, do you remember? Like, we watched that all the time, and we always got into fights afterward. Like, we had to practice. You know, pretend to play karate, and it's like, like we I would like to see some it. videos of that. Yeah, that's what I really want to see. Oh yeah, we yeah. beat the snot out of each other in our basement. <laughs> but, uh, you yeah, down there, and Justin's trying to play yeah. Nintendo. And... <laughs> but like, and, yeah, then and we crying, and then, and then, but like, even into our adult years of us like having debates about how Daniel sucks and yeah. making jokes about Mike Barnes and like, like. Like these movies are, are so, they felt like mine. Like this, this show feels like it was made. I thought, like, like why really was this think, made? This is what I would have wanted. Yeah. Like, who else I, is out there feeling this way? Because, well, uh, like, I think the guys who created the show were us. Like, yeah, they were people who loved these movies so much that they just had they had the exact right approach to it. Of yes, we know it's all silly, but it's also awesome. And it's and these characters are cool, but it's ridiculous. Like you know, they have the exact right tone to make it so ridiculous and yet work. So I yeah, I, it's it shouldn't work, but it does. I don't know. Why. Said, there's so much of this stuff. You know, the Saved by the Bell's been redone, and we're getting mm-hmm. a new fresh print. Like everything is done. That I'm just not interested in any of that. But for some reason, this show has just done it. I can't say it's the right way or the wrong way, but like it's the way I want it. <laughs> and that makes me so happy that it's like, yes, you did exactly what I want out of a show. Thank you. I would have I would I would have liked to have known what the pitch was. Like did they have season four all the way you know, did they have a general idea like plotted out imagine. like no, Johnny's gonna come imagine. back, start Cobra Kai and then you bring in John Kreese and then Daniel's gonna go to Japan and then <laughs> like <laughs> 
that's funny. I was like literally watching some YouTube videos about about it and like some of the behind the scenes stuff. And it this was probably earlier on, but it was Ralph Macchio and William Zabka kind of talking about the guys like contacting them and trying to pitch it. And they were laughing because that like, you know, Johnny's basically like, I guarantee you they pitched it differently to you than they pitched it to me. They're like, oh yeah, they totally did. You know, because like so John, they're like, this is about, you know, it's about it's redeeming Johnny and showing that he's the real hero, you know, kind of thing. So they were laughing about how they, you know, they were. It was pitched very differently to the two, two, uh, two actors. <laughs> oh yeah, hmm. good stuff. This is this is the uh, we're living living the dream right now. We got all <laughs> kinds of stuff. Yeah, isn't it's, it nice to be catered to by? Yes, it is. It is. It's a little much. There's only so many hours in the day. To have we'll enough to complain those. about, to have yeah. such a bounty that we can complain about most of. Yeah, it. but also that's I what feel... I wanted. That's the level. Yeah. So I want to have so much content that I love that it sickens me. <laughs> but also, we shall I... gorge ourselves until we ask. I feel like we've been putting in the work for forty years too. <laughs> like this is the payoff of forty years yep. of of yep. you know talking about this stuff and watching it over and over and over again. Finally, it's it's it has paid off. Recognizing deleted scenes. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Well, let, let me make that segue then to a show I watched recently. Uh, Station Eleven on HBO is had it's a one and done thing. It was a book. I guess that was out a few several years ago. I never read it. I didn't, I'd never even heard of it, but it's basically a uh, post-apocalyptic type book. A it's a, you know, another plague tale uh, so many years in the future after a uh, terrible virus kills everybody, but it's not, you know, it's a, one of those like 99% of the people, it's more of a stand level catastrophe where you know very few people are left alive and you know kind of like the road or the stand and it it just gives you that feel of those kind of things but you know how how in those they make pop culture references in those things like even like in the Dark Tower, it feels like a different world. Which Dark Dark Tower is probably a bad example, but like in the Stand and the Road, it's supposed to be like in the future of post post apocalypse. But they there are still references to things from back in the day, but it feels like a totally different world to you know for these references to be be in. But wouldn't we would do that? We would make we would still make these references, and that's kind of what this show is is like the evolution of art. Uh, in, in the show, Station Eleven is a comic that was written. It's a it's a comic book that this lady wrote, and this young girl latches onto and and brings with her into you know throughout her life. And as you watch the show, then and you know they flash back and forth between back when it first happened and than like 25, 30 years in the future where people are at. And it's just really about art and like how art, you know, we hang on to the art and 
I don't know. It's really hard to explain, but it's a lot about the individuals involved and, you know, trying not to die of this virus. But I really like the way they work pop culture into it. It's very, it's got a ton of Shakespeare. They do Hamlet and it, and there's, it's about a traveling troupe in the future going around performing Shakespeare, which seems very pretentious and that, but they even call that out in the show. Like it's so freaking pretentious, but at the same time, they're doing things like somebody gives the speech from independence day and, you know, or, <laughs> or just makes a planes, trains and automobiles comment and things like that. And just like, just like what we would do, mm-hmm. we, we would still make these, that is how it, I, what I like about it is the fact that they're, they're communicating in this way. And that is entirely how I communicate with people is through movie quotes and references to all kinds of pop culture from my life. It's how it's, it is how we relate to each other. It's why we are sitting here and we have that same background in all these pieces of art. So we can't, we are comfortable referencing them and communicating with them. And uh, it's just, it's neat. And, and I, I don't know whether, I mean, people raved about the book, but I feel like it's, this show is really alive feeling like when they make, they don't have to, when, when you read like, like in the Dark Tower, for instance, they reference a lot of music. Stephen King always references music, but pretty much the only way you can do that is with lyrics, you know, written lyrics. And when you're watching a show, it, they're just playing the songs. Those that's the soundtrack yeah. of of the show, and it just really brings it to life. Those you know, those songs played from back in the past, but. It's really I always, good. I always felt that way about Walking Dead. That was one of the things I feel like it could have gone further with. Like it did such a good job of world building, set building. You know, they spent thousands of dollars designing these decrepit old buildings and you know, vines taking over, but like there was very little like human touches. You know, like mm-hmm. I, I loved on that show when they would show like somebody left a sign. Like, John, we were here on 11-17, you know, like, we're going to Atlanta, you know, follow Route 7, or, you know, there would be, like, touches like that, but, like, there was no art in that world. There was no, how did we communicate? What did we build? You know, did kids have dolls they made out of, you know, pieces of rubbish or whatever? You know, like, any, like, post-apocalyptic show like that, I feel, would really benefit from remembering like, how, the past we're always yeah. going to entertain ourselves and tell stories and like yeah you know humans have done that since the dawn of time so we're not gonna stop yeah yeah that this show is very much yes the opposite of that it, it is like it is all about that they there's like oh my gosh you're performing some sort of art we desperately want to see that you know yeah, yeah. we have no other way that you know I recommend yeah, it. Can't it's... all be. I'm on. I'm a soldier on duty, or I'm tending the crops. Like we sat around the fires and told stories at some. Like you, you know, that's going to continue. Yeah, it's good. It's a good show, and it's. Um, I don't know. Less than ten episodes. I like don't as know. when society falls, we will still be doing this podcast, but it just will be. 
<laughs> It'll just around be around the, the cooking fire. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was good. Hmm. Okay. Uh, one TV news I saw tonight. Jordan, did you see the uh, news that came out on a TV show that's coming back? Uh, Justified. Yeah. Mm, yes, yeah. I sent a I sent them a little announcement I had seen about that. Yeah, they had there had been a rumor a while back that they were working on it. So I I bought the book and read the book. So then now it's just been made official. Wow. Which it's not Raylan is not in that book. It's not that's not a Raylan story. Huh. So I don't know if they're gonna kind of tweak the main character of that book into Raylan or if Raylan's going to be along with a new character. I'm not what sure was the name of the book? City Primeval. It almost makes me want to do a rewatch to prepare. But then I don't know whether I'm preparing for something very small, so it's <laughs> unnecessary. Probably. Probably is unnecessary. There's too much stuff to watch. It's hard to rewatch, re-watch anything it. nowadays. There's too it's hard to watch one, a thing once, let alone multiple. Yeah, yeah. You're right. It is hard to keep up. Gosh. Glad I can complain about it. <laughs> it's good stuff though i mean post apocalypse and you have no art or tv then you'll appreciate a little more this time when you had too much that's right around saying man wish we had more boba fett yeah let's act out you guys were practicing for the future see i can't wait until in you know we're in the post-apocalypse and you guys can act out karate fights like you did in front of Justin yeah. in the basement. Recreate yeah. the 1984 All Valley Karate Tournament. Yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah, I am not joking at all. Like every time we watch Karate Kid, <laughs> for the next like three days, we just punched and kicked each other around the basement. Get him a body bag. <laughs> and we watch Karate Kid a lot. Uh, I watched a lot of Karate Kid. Uh, did you guys know Jordan actually took karate classes official at the YMCA? Tai was well, Taekwondo, but yeah. oh, okay, I don't know. Well, you had a colored belt at one point. I don't know what color you got up to. I was a green belt, maybe. Wow. See, that's that's like the a story. That's how we should have started this podcast. <laughs> Tales of the YMCA. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Didn't even know. Oh, do some more moves. I could go back. I could go back and be the stingray of of Marriott. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) There you go. Oh, somebody get a poster cut out of you (laughs) and a karate. What is a gi or something? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Get all decked out. Oh, this writes itself. I like this. Yeah. We'll get you on there. Yeah. All right. So that's uh, our attempt at catching up some of this uh, recent uh, streaming and television releases. There'll sometime. be more by the time we get yeah. back. No, yeah, we're we come, perpetually when we, behind. When we come back here sometime in the next month, we're going to have to do our movies of 2021 list here. Yeah, do the Pooh Bah Award. Yeah, see what we thought was good. The Golden Globes got canceled, but the Poobah Awards, they're going forward. <laughs> we're moving forward. We're moving we're not, ahead. We're not bowing to pressure. Hmm. Can't stop us. Who's hosting that? Uh, <laughs> a lot of controversy of who's going to be hosting the Poobah Awards. I think Louis C.K. 
<laughs> he's up. He, he's there's a possibility. Wow. So he has a special out or coming out or something. He's had several things. I I was on his email list years ago because I went and saw him in Cleveland, and he would every few months he would have another because he's just like a genius at writing these bit these you know shows, and he would just be like he he hated like how everyone was getting fleeced for uh having to buy these so he just would release them himself and send yeah, you an email just... send an email he's like hey if you visit my website it's five dollars and you can watch my show and, and so i've watched you know several of them that way but he still does that he, he still does that you yeah. know yeah, i saw an ad for it it was like it was yeah you just go to his website it doesn't have to be released but the background, it just was the word sorry in like giant neon letters. Oh. I'm like, I don't. I don't, I don't believe you. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what that's in such poor taste that it's kind of funny. Yeah. But it's like, I, I don't know. But it's like he's going to do a whole stand up performance in front of the word sorry. Uh, I haven't like watched the last two or three of them that he's put out yeah. in the last couple of years. But. <laughs> But I'm kind of wondering just how ter- how bad he is at being sorry. Yeah, I, he, he, I can't yeah, imagine he's sorry yeah, at all. Uh, I don't know. He's just not the type. No. Speaking of poor choice, did I tell you? I don't even know if I told you guys this. Uh, my wife, for Christmas, one of the gifts, uh, she got two tickets for me and her to uh, go see Burt Kreischer in, in Columbus. Wow. In April. So, Do you have to wear a shirt? I I don't know if that's a requirement. I'm guessing no. And you felt that that present was a poor choice? Is it you led this off? It was a no. poor choice. Well, I mean, it was a poor choice that because admittedly, I find him hilarious because he's a very, you know, he can be kind of off color and very, very crude at times, but. He cracks me up ever since I saw that machine clip or special from years ago. I think I've watched every comedy Netflix special he's done. And uh, I listened to uh, at least one of his podcasts uh, quite often. So, yeah, I'm I'm a bit of a fan just because, I don't know, he reminds me a lot of stand-up comedy in like the 80s when there was kind of no holds barred mm-hmm. a little bit. But, yeah. Not everybody's cup of tea, but I think so it's, it's pretty funny. I still, what was the poor choice? The poor choice. I mean, just in like, <laughs> not. I'm gonna push till I get an answer. Not that, that was your segue. Was, yeah, that the, was your segue. The segue was not. You know, we we take segways choices. He's we not, take segways very seriously. <laughs> yeah, he's not beloved by a lot of people. Oh yeah, so it'd be a poor choice had I got tickets. To... Right. Yeah. Okay. Somebody else would now. Not, I got you. Somebody else would you. not have enjoyed it as much. Mm. Segway approved. It's got the stamp. Stamp crank. <laughs> <Boom again. laughs> All right, that's enough nonsense for one night. I think. Yeah. Yep. Mr. Jared Lowe, our guest for the three episodes. Man, thank you for sticking around and hanging out with us. I'm losing my voice, and to quote Terry Silver, "If a man can't talk, a man can't podcast." So. <laughs> Have a good one. <laughs> I'm out. Oh, he's he's walking away. He's out. <laughs> you can't do that. You, right. you, when you've got to be mayor of cocaine and 
coach the cocaine bears. You got to get up early. <laughs> got to get up early to train a bear. <laughs> All right. Good night, everybody. We'll see you next time. My name is Jordan Lou. Cliff Barnes. Seth, bye. Forever. Here you go, Nathan and Jesse. <laughs> Quit asking for new stuff. Kapow! The Pop Cultured Podcast is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Sounds, music, and clips played during the podcast are property of copyright holders. All original content is property of www.udownwithkpp.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and leave a comment. Kapow! The Pop Cultured Podcast can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, and wherever podcasts can be found. You can connect with us through social media on Facebook, YouTube, at The Kapow Podcast on Twitter, or email the show Kapow, the pop culture podcast at gmail.com. If you really want to go the extra mile, join our Patreon at patreon.com slash KPP for special content and access to Patreon-only benefits. We are grateful for anyone who chooses to contribute, but please know that most of our content will remain free. So please continue to like, comment, and share.